to Teachers Talk Film. I'm Pete Ray here with my good friend, fellow teacher Mitchell Main. Episode 32. Our last episode, we talked Bloodsport. I could think of no movie more similar to Bloodsport than Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, qu- quite the uh, quite the the similarities between these two, correct? Uh, we got a vast uh, palette. We our array of films that we we review on here. It's wide ranging. Um, there's some blood in Pinocchio, though. PG there, blood. Yeah, there is. That's true. And it's new age blood compared to 80s ketchup blood. But which is which is uh, which is better? I guess is my question because I I think I might like the campy eighty uh, Bloodsport blood. I think so too. Bloodsport was just, I mean, I'm getting too far into my review. I rated Pinocchio higher, but I like Bloodsport exponentially more. I w- I would agree completely. Would agree completely. Um. Well, before we get into the movie, we're getting maybe a bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, You know, every time we hit record on one of these, I like never know what we're going to talk about. And then it just pops into my head um, once once we get going. Uh, Let's talk a little March Madness. What's have you been Mm. watching? Have you you fill out a bracket? What's going on? I did a bracket. Um, I picked Houston. Sad about it, but I picked yeah. uh, Purdue to play Houston in the final. Wow! And I guess I was just a gigantic idiot for making that call. I you just never know, man. I was I was in Arizona last week for my buddy's bachelor party, and we were watching uh, the March Madness games. Um, Marquise Noel for K State, man. I wanted him oh, to man. basically just wanted him to win. Um, he's got that dog in him. Um, but then they lost to, uh, was it FAU? Yeah. Nah, come on. Um, I don't even know who I want to win anymore. I, Texas lost, right? Yeah. To Miami, I think. Mm. I guess I want Miami. I don't know. Did you make a bracket? I did make a bracket and it was, uh, I feel like everybody's at this point pretty disgusting. Um, like just not even. Not even close. I was like looking at the points total for each round, and I was like zero points in the elite eight. You got nothing right. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And I, yeah, our final four is very uh, it's very interesting. It's unlike one I feel like we've ever had. Well, I guess it is because there's no one seeds, which I think so. That- we got we got Florida, FAU. Um, is it great? Did you count those as two teams? Yeah, wait. Miami. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Sorry. Miami. FAU. FAU. Creighton. No. They lost to. They lost to. Oh, Jesus. It's rough. They lost to. San Diego State. There we go. Yes. So it's San Diego State? Yeah, San Diego State. Shout out Kawhi. Mhm, mhm. Oh, what's that other team? I'm looking it up, but I really don't want to look it up because I I just want to know it. I want to get it right. Miami? Do we say Miami? 
We said Miami, FAU. San Diego State. San Diego State, I forgot already. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness, dude. I'm looking it up, but I can't even find it. This is ridiculous. This is sad. This is our teacher brains, man. Teacher brains. UConn. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I, I read all of those names, and I'm like, they're all losing. Yeah. But someone's no going to win. win. Yep. Yeah. So first guess, year we're going to not have a not crown a champion. Is the game like next Tuesday probably? No, I think it's a, well uh, I know the final four is this weekend. So yeah, that would probably make yeah, sense. Probably Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I got I got Miami, I guess. All right. All right. I, guess. I have no I I think mm, I like Yukon maybe. They just seem they've been crushing people. In the second half, just destroying. I feel like they can never get over the hump, though, like they did with Kemba, right? Yeah, dude. That was sweet. That was way back. I remember watching those. And then Shabazz Napier. Yep. Hashtag, where is he now? I remember when he uh, got drafted by the Heat with LeBron, and it was like, oh, he's going to, he and LeBron are going to be ballers. <laughs> that didn't happen. That did not happen. He's playing in Lithuania right now or something. Yeah, probably. Would you do that? Yeah. Would you go? Uh, would you rather? Would you rather sit on the bench in the NBA or go play in Lithuania? Same amount of money. Same amount of money. Yeah, dude. Easily, I'm sitting on the bench. You don't want to hoop. Easily. You don't want to put your blood, sweat, and tears on the court. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, but if it's like the. The Stefan Marbury phenomena where he just like took over China was just a legend in China. Yeah, I would absolutely do that, dude. But if I'm living a life as an NBA player coming on coming off the bench, like playing trash minutes, dude, I'm I'm walking through the tunnel with the flyest fits on every night. I got my little bag that has absolutely nothing in it, but it's it's Gucci, so people know. Um I have my book that I pretend like I'm reading. Um, what is up with that, man? NBA players, do you think they actually read those books that they're carrying in with those pictures? You know what I'm talking it's about? Like, well, kind of. I know LeBron does that. LeBron is <laughs> Dude, like... You remember LeBron, uh, sorry, in the NBA Finals, he was reading The Alchemist, and he was yeah, like always dude. on page like eight. <laughs> it was fantastic, because I think during, like that was over the summer, and... I was like teaching the alchemist the next year. And I was like, okay, this, this picture is definitely my lead in to the alchemist. Like I'm just putting that on the board right there. And I'll at least have some buy-in um, from, from a few students who maybe I would not otherwise, but yeah, he didn't read it. He did not read no. it. That's like, there was um, another one, the Godfather. No, it was Malcolm X. I thought, or are we talking LeBron still? Yeah, yeah. He was carrying yeah, he was, God. He was reading them. Oh, yeah. He was doing it with Malcolm X, too. Like a Malcolm X autobiography. And, dude, there's no way LeBron's reading The Godfather. I, the no, Godfather like is one of my pages. It's like one of my favorite movies ever. I made it probably like 30 pages through the book, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so boring. <laughs> what's, what's the lure? Like, what does he have to prove? I love LeBron too, first and foremost. Goat in my Me eyes. Too. 
I mean, yeah, <laughs> come on. Um, I, I, I do think LeBron is uh, like kind of maybe a, a little bit of a high school girl sometimes where he, he definitely cares what the public thinks about him. Have you ever, I remember being on Instagram in like high school and college. And I was like, dude, what is up with this guy? The dude was putting like 80 Instagram stories on there a day. Like you're an <laughs> NBA player. What? That's what you have to do. You're free to just put a bunch of Instagram stories up. What are we doing? Dude, when he was interviewed for the, he was reading or like he had the Malcolm X book in his hand. And one of the interview people were like, so LeBron, I see you got the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, what have you learned through reading this book? It was by Alex Haley. Um, and like LeBron's got it in his hands and he like collapses it in his hand. He's like, well, uh, you know, Malcolm X was a, a really influential guy. Uh, and he, you know, we did a lot of, and he's just very influential. And so I owe a lot to him and like just dodging the question. It's like, you didn't read that. But I, no disrespect. I, I wanted to say something like that with the Godfather happened where they like asked him to like, say like one of his favorite lines and he, he just couldn't do it. Like he couldn't come up with like his favorite part in the book or he, he just, he had nothing. So no, this, this is all for show. We might as well turn it upside down at this point. He's also a, he's just like a habitual liar too, for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like when, um, rest in peace, I, was it takeoff from the Migos? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. 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 Takeoff, um, was shot and like, he was like, yeah, back in 2011, 2010, I was in the heat locker room and I was I was putting my teammates on to Migos and I was telling them they're up next. Uh, he's like, so I was one of the first ones listening to him. And it's like they didn't even have an album released or anything. <laughs> There's that like video, too, of him saying that when Kobe dropped 80, that he was like in the in his locker room. <laughs> I don't think he was in like high school, maybe maybe he was starting the NBA and he was like. He just randomly said to all his teammates, like, Kobe's going to drop a crazy number tonight. Like, no, you did <laughs> not do that. I don't know what he has to prove. I love LeBron. I love LeBron. Yes, he is kind of like LeBron. a high school girl. Yeah. High school girl, right, though. Yeah. He definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, very much so. Uh, this is actually perfect because um, I, I wanted to talk some new movies coming out and this one just popped into my head. Have you seen the uh, trailer or heard anything about this movie Air? It's the one that's coming out on Peacock. Is it? Is it only coming it's out the, on Peacock? It, it's the LeBron James one, right? No, no, no. This is the Michael oh. Jordan story. Oh, I haven't heard of this one. Okay, let me read you the like synopsis and... Um, it follows the story of a sh of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. So it's, I guess it's more from like Nike's standpoint of how they got Michael Jordan to basically come to Nike and have his own shoe and all that. It's got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in it. It it, it kind of sounds right up our alley, but. I don't know. I feel like it's either going to be a, a just total dud or it's going to be pretty, pretty sweet. Is this out right now? No, I, th I think it comes out really soon. I don't know. Because I was thinking of another one. April 5th. 
Yeah. It was shown at South by Southwest March 18th, but it's coming out April 5th. Yeah, I've seen this trailer before. I'm I'm in for this. I'm definitely going to watch this. We'll have to go yeah. to this one. I agree. I agree. I, I just, I'm, I'm a little, it's either going to be very good or I think it's going to stink. Yeah, there was another Matt Damon Hoops movie that came out not too long ago where he's a coach. Um, I can't remember, but... It's a um, Ben I'm Affleck. Off. Yeah, yeah, not Matt, not Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Is it? Co- um, and he's like a drunk guy, but he, he, yeah. I didn't see it, but I remember seeing stuff about it. I thought, I think I heard it was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was a solid C, seventy five percent. Living in, did you see it? Adequate territory. Yeah, it was all right. Easy watch. I'm talking about um, this one though. This this is this new LeBron. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. It has um, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, Lucas. Oh yeah. Um, it's called Shooting Stars, which isn't cliche. <laughs> um, but it's coming out on Peacock, and it's a LeBron James biopic. We were just talking biopics a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I is it too early? Is it too early for this? Yeah, I feel like we had this conversation on an episode before, but I think I said, like, biopics shouldn't be allowed to be made until people are dead. Mm. I don't know if I like agree LeBron, with that. LeBron's still in the NBA, though. Like, what do we... Wait, like, this Michael Jordan one that's coming out. Michael Jordan has receded from the limelight. Like, who hears about Michael Jordan in the media today? Like hardly ever. Like he doesn't. He doesn't do much. His his story is. I won't say over, but it's like now seems like maybe a good time to do it. So wait till LeBron's like thirty years retired, and then let's do it. LeBron's gonna walk out on the court starting June second, um, right before tip off. Like when everybody's like dapping up the other teammates, he's gonna be like he's gonna be dapping up like Jamal Murray, Jokic. Yo, you seen Shooting Stars yet, bro? Like, Peacock, June 2nd. <laughs> dap up, dap up. <laughs> and you know he's Got probably my bio like, pick out. He's, he's probably upset that he's not playing himself. Like, he, he really is just kind of jealous that somebody else gets to be him. I think they, I don't think, based on what I've seen, I don't think they did this right. Because it looks corny. It's yeah. being released straight to Peacock. Which bad sign. Whenever a movie is released to a streaming site, just especially like a Peacock, no disrespect, but like an up and coming one, like some red flags are being thrown. It's it's I don't know. I I agree completely. Yeah. Do you ever you ever seen the that Kevin Durant movie? I think it's called Thunderstruck. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Garbage. it? I've just heard it's terrible. Um, my little brother's a big OKC fan, so uh, to answer your question, no, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> we should maybe we should do that for an episode and just watch like the worst, the worst sports movies that NBA players or MLB or NFL players have been in. When you said Kevin Garnett, I thought you were going to say Uncut Gems. Did I say Kevin Garnett? Oh, you said Kevin Durant. Yeah. Ugh, I'm an idiot. 
you said Kevin Durant. Yeah, but- my mind immediately went to Kevin Garnett, <laughs> uncut gems. This is my six o'clock teacher brain. Yeah, dude, braids eight, braids eight working. Also, the first week back for spring break. It's it's rough out there. It is, man. Yeah, kids are. There's no in between. They're either crazy or they just lethargic. Yeah, that's a great, great word. Yeah. Um. In a, in other movie news, uh, I told you to watch a trailer before we recorded today, um, because it released today, and very rarely do we release the uh, the pod so soon after we record. So I felt like it made sense, and it's from our guy Wes Anderson, who I believe is the only two time director we've had on Teachers Talk Film. Is that correct? Rushmore two and Tell. I believe so, now that you mention it. I think so, too. So, it's called Asteroid City. It comes out in June, I think. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on the new Wes Anderson. June's going to be a great month. We have yeah. we have this coming out. We have Shooting Stars, film of the year. <laughs> um, and we have Across the Spider-Verse, baby! Okay. Hi. Hyped for that. Hyped for that. Um, Astro City looks great. Looks cool, I'll say. It looks cool. Uh, I I watched it right before we started recording. You were watching me watch it. Um, and I don't know a whole lot about the plot at this point. It's kind of like, it's kind of giving me don't worry, darling kind of vibes in terms mm-hmm. of the plot. And I hope it doesn't like try to take too many swings that are just not fully fleshed out. Cause that's what don't worry. Darling was, um, do you ever see that movie? I didn't. And I was, I like really wanted to, cause everybody talked about it. And then I think I saw your review on letterbox and I was like, okay, that's probably what I'm going to think about it too. So probably not even worth it. It's not worth it. This is definitely worth it though. It looks awesome. Um, Tom Hanks got a fresh spray tan for the film. <laughs> He looks orange, um, but great cast too. Um, we got Willem Dafoe, Maya Hawk, Brian Cranston, which is cool. I like him. Um, Adrian Brody, um, bunch of bunch of cool people. Matt Dillon's on there. Steve Carell, Margot Robbie. Um, it looks cool. I, the aesthetic of Wes Anderson is just hard to look away from, regardless. Um, basically, it's like a. It's like an American town in the 50s and they're stuck in Asteroid City and like almost like quarantined and like they're starting to get angsty about it kind of. Uh, What did you grab? What are your thoughts? I I was going to read the cast list because it's just an insane, an insane amount of people in a movie, Um, which I guess has kind of been like regular for Wes Anderson now. But I just think that that's that's awesome that there's that many people in it. I thought. Like you said, the aesthetics, like the color palette just looks sweet. Like Wes Anderson in the desert mixed with, there's that scene in the trailer. It's like the aliens coming down and it's green. It just looks looks kind of right up uh, my alley here. And I, I love our boy Wes. So, yeah, I think, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm pumped. It looks like it could have been shot in our backyard where we are geographically located. Yes, it does. Yes, it the does. The arid Just desert of blank and blank, blank and blank. 
Yeah, we we live on Mars, so that's we do. That's why it looks so much so much like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. In in other movie news, other other movie news. Um, the Oscars happened. What seemed like in our ever changing world, eons ago. Um, but we've we've not had an episode. Or we've not recorded since uh, they've happened. So I, I feel like we needed just a little breakdown. And really, I just wanted to talk more about everything, everywhere, all at once. Of um, course. I I don't know how you feel, but I feel like it's... I feel like it's just crazy that it won Best Picture. It's got to be the weirdest movie to ever win Best Picture. I think it's great for independent films in the future. Because, like, I, like, take those same films five, ten years ago. I feel like it's Top Gun Maverick or Avatar every single time that would win. Or Elvis. Right? But then there's, like, this movie is so exponentially better than all of those that it, like, people couldn't say no to it. And, obviously, there are people that don't like it. Um it, but it is the most bizarre movie probably to ever win. Um, I mean, you could maybe put Birdman in that conversation too. Um, but it won every award that I think it should have won. I feel like this was an Oscars that they finally did it right. They did it right. And I think we'll see more directorial swings in the future because those weirder movies were getting the praise at that mainstream level. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that is the hope that people will look past like the box office stuff and go like, Hey, people do appreciate these out of the box, strange, um, extremely original movies from directors that really didn't have a ton of like credentials to their name, like not a ton of history to what they've done. So I was just pumped as I was watching it. Like I, I almost just, Everyone said it was going to win, but I almost couldn't believe it as it was happening just because, uh, I don't know, it seems like movies always win that are like um, about Hollywood or about movies. And it was just like, oh my goodness, the the weird people won for once. That's that's pretty stinking cool. Yeah, so you're not, you don't gatekeep? No. No, you can't. You don't have that hipster mentality? No, not at all. I think if, if there's one movie that everybody in the world should watch, I would say that it's this one. Mm. Mm. It's my second favorite movie of all time. Is it really? It is. Behind Akiru. Of all time, not just podcasts, just all time. That's all time. Yeah, I came to that conclusion about a week ago. I really thought about it. Dang, man. And Akiru's number one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like that you're firm like that. I had to. I had to because it was driving me crazy. Because I kept circling back in my own mind, and obviously no one else cares. <laughs> but I was like, the I gotta cares. just do this. The world so, cares. The world. Those cares. are my top two. Those are my top two. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like anytime somebody asks me my favorite movie, I just give them a, a different answer every time. It's just kind of a little game I play with myself of like, oh, what am I feeling today? Yeah, it also depends who I'm talking to. I think I shared this story with you. Like, 
I was with yeah. my colleagues and like people are asking me what my favorite movies were and I'm not going to be like just off rip super bad. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, but it is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Just time and I, place. I got uh, interviewed at school for like our announcements and it was really all about like me teaching film studies. And one of the questions was what's what my favorite movie was. And the first like four that went through my head, I was like, okay, I can't say this to a, an entire <laughs> school. Because it was like stepbrothers. And I was like, no, not going to say that. I can't say that. And then I was like, um, I could say there will be blood because that's probably one of my top ones. And I was like, no, can't say that. The title just sounds um, pretty bad. Then I was like, Blazing Saddles. No, can't say that. Um, and then I, I like couldn't think of any. I mean, you can't say The Godfather. I think mm-hmm. I just said uh, the new Batman. Like I, I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good answer. I was going to say that's you could please answer. everybody by saying Shrek. True. That that would have been a, a wise idea, or just some Disney movie. It seems like freshmen in high school watch more Disney movies than children do. I would concur. I would concur. Anytime I say like, no, I haven't seen um, Tangled. They're like, oh my God, how's that possible? Have you not seen Tangled? What's wrong with you? This guy. Bring up their pencils to your face. Yeah, it's like I'm. Get defensive. I'm a 27 year old man. What what am I doing watching? You know what? We're saying all that right now. We're literally reviewing Pinocchio today. So I (laughs) I was When's your birthday? I thought you were 28. Uh, it's in May. Mm, what day? I don't think I want to give you that information. What if I wanted to give you a gift? Well, then I, I actually remember last time we talked, I told you I had a gift for you. Yeah, and you still haven't given it to me. And I remember. Yeah, I found it, though. I told you I'd lost it, but I found it again. Is it in your proximity right now, near you? Um, it's in the next room over. You want to go grab it and uh, show me live pod? Mm, should we do a live reveal of something that people can't see? I think it sounds perfect. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll entertain them while you're gone. Yeah, you vamp, you vamp for a few seconds, and then uh, right. I'll be back with your, your gift. I'm actually pretty pumped to give you this. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Right. I'll be back. All right. I'm talking to TTF Nation right now. TTF Nation, it's just me talking to you. Uh, I just want to first and foremost apologize on on behalf of the podcast. I know I'm, I have a lot of dead weight every week um, in x-ray and, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do to, you know, pick up the pieces on his end. You know, I try to steer conversation in a way that, you know, he'll bring in some good ideas. But, you know, I know he's not coming to par each week and you guys deserve better. And I'm sorry for that. Um, I'll try to get him on track. Um, oh, he is back. OK. What did you say while I was gone? Nothing. I just had a good heart to heart with uh, TTF Nation. The audience. Oh, okay. I'm glad you could have that uh, that time. Um, so. I, th- I think I'm going to reveal and do you want to explain what you're seeing or should I explain what, what it is? Um, I'll try to explain your face is kind of blurry. You're pixelated. Um, but yeah, I'll oh, do my best. That's going to be tough. 
Um, okay. So, can you, you make <laughs> this is, is that a is that that's not Jean Claude Van Damme, is it? It sure is, my friend. <laughs> that is, <laughs> can and you read that word? is. Um, I might be reading them in reverse. Uh, yeah, it does look flipped, doesn't it? Yeah, is it? Uh, you might just have to shout it. It's it's a it's an automatopoeia. Yes. No, no, it's not. It, it's not an automatopoeia. No, no, it's it's the it's the dim mock. It's the the death touch. Oh, okay. See, I thought he was saying like, bah! <laughs> no. So <laughs> let, let me describe it for the, uh, for the viewers. Um, it, it is a sticker with Jean-Claude Van Damme's face on it. He is screaming as he does in the movie blood sport. Um, and then it, in, in white and red blood sport letters, it says dim mock. So, um, yeah, the death touch. Yeah. And that's mine. This this is yours. Um, this is not even the best one, I must say. I have one more oh. for you. Oh my goodness, dude! I'm excited. I'm. Thank you, X-ray. Thank you. You got it. I we right after the Bloodsport episode, I was like, you know what? We I need to make this happen. I need to make this happen. Um, I don't know if you can handle this one. So hopefully the screen is blurry so that you can't make it out, but. <laughs> Oh, give me some of that. Oh, I love that. And that's a sticker? That's a sticker. We got got Jean-Claude Van Damme in a a nice pair of baby blue pajama type pants. Maybe they're workout pants. And he is just full splits, um, legs suspended by two little step stools. I'm going to post a picture of this and um, put it on our Twitter page at teacher film talk. Um, he's got a smile. Um, you're zooming in on his pectorals and I'm all about it. Um, <laughs> he's got like, he's got a cool, like little fist up. Like he's ready to knock someone out. That is rad. It's I, I just, <laughs> when I saw the split one, I was like, okay, that's for, that's for Mitchell. That's happening. You were very keyed in on the splits in in the review. So, mm. thank um, you, bro. Dude, no problem. Because I I even remembered that we talked about your birthday on the pod, and I just uh, I didn't even I didn't even say anything. So it's not a birthday present. It's just a present in general. But I I just you needed it. You needed it. Should we just start giving each other little trinkets every once in a while and just uh, air them on pod? I think that that sounds risky um, in <laughs> terms of a monetary thing, but I I think it sounds great. I actually heard, uh, do you know, uh, shoot, Burt Kreischer, the bear, that comedian? Two bears, one cave, and he got the Hitler memorabilia. Yeah, but th- you know how that started, like what they do to each other? Yeah, they started giving each other like weird gifts or something and like that. Every time it had to be worth more than the last time, the last guy, whatever he spent, till they're spending like 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. So <laughs> I would, I, I'm fine with that not happening. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. We could cap it like eight ninety five. $895. If you're wondering how rough it is as as two teachers, that's that's it right there. Eight ninety five. I can buy you a four for four. That's in my budget. I can buy Dude, you a Windows would, four for four. That would make my that would make my month. I could buy you uh two gallons of gas. Mm, you could buy me a carton and a half of milk. There we go. Could buy you uh, maybe seven or eight eggs. I was gonna say you couldn't buy me a full dozen. No, no chance. <laughs> uh, can I show you one more sticker I bought for myself? Yes, I would love to see it. I almost got this for you as well, but I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't sure. So look at this. Oh, that's hard. No, that's you. That's you. We got Wesley Snipes in his um, uh, come and go gas station glasses uh, with the blade just right across his face looking ever so sleek in his trench coat yeah that's rad where yeah. did you find that? Is that an amazon find or what is that no i think i got them off Redbubble. i was looking for a kiru stickers but they didn't have and they weren't they weren't all that great so apologies there i think we need to make this a thing yeah we, we definitely need to broaden it out between just stickers we, uh, we can definitely mm -hmm. get more creative but i i like the idea yeah. Oh, that. Thank you. The people bro. need I'm to. The, the people need to let us know. Was this a, a great segment, or uh, was it maybe the worst in podcasting history? Well, being that it's thirty-five minutes in and we haven't even touched the movie we're going to talk about, um, <laughs> if they're still listening, they're obviously they like it. So, um, shout out to. Um, you. Speaking of that movie, we haven't talked about. Let's uh, let's talk about it. Not. Right, let's do it. So. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, here's our synopsis. During the rise of fast, fast fascism, thank you, in Mussolini's Italy, a wooden boy brought magically to life struggles to live up to his father's expectations. Mm. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, it's streaming on Netflix. Um, Guillermo del Toro, pretty famous director. Uh, this did win the Oscar. It was, won the first Oscar of the night. So I texted you, hey, why don't we just do this? You seemed pretty enthused by that. So we did it. Uh, let's hear your thoughts. I liked it. I liked it. Um, All right. We let's haven't... go home. Right. <laughs> and peace out. <laughs> No, it was cool. It's been, like I said earlier, um, I it's been about a week and a half since I watched it. I took very few notes, um, watched it with Shelby. Shelby gets kind of weird when I start writing notes down when we watch these movies. Um, so I tried to limit them, um, but I did like it. I, I will say one of the talking points that I wanted to talk about, I don't even have anything to say because I wanted to... We, we like to, as English teachers, do a little compare and contrast action. Um, and I would have liked to compare and contrast this with the Disney original, albeit inferior, Pinocchio story. Um, and so I would have liked to start there, but I didn't get around to watching the original and I'm okay with that. Have you seen the original? Can you speak to anything? In that regard, yeah, I like 
I like barely remember watching the original as a, a kid. Um, I feel like I, I remember like seeing the nose grow. Obviously, that's that's Pinocchio mm-hmm. big time. And then I remember, I think I remember like some of the whale scenes, but that's about it. So when the whale popped up in here, like I was like, I, I kind of light bulb went off and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that 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 happens in the original one. So, no, that, I can't really compare it. But like you said, I think that the original Disney one is definitely inferior. Like this one is this one is pretty intense. And we're probably going to get a lot of backlash or we probably won't, but um, people would disagree with us because I mean, how dare you touch something like Pinocchio? Um, But in my letterbox review, I said um, for this film, I said, if you're going to remake a Disney film, your first contact should be Guillermo del Toro. Cause these remakes Let's be honest. They've been garbage for the most yes. part. Um, this one is not. This this honors the original story, but it it has like the authorship of Del Toro and also takes personal liberties too. And I really appreciated that. I wish like the other ones would too. <clears throat> Aladdin, <clears throat> Lion King. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing your hopes are not high. <laughs> your hopes are not high for the uh, live action uh, Little Mermaid movie coming out. Um, I'm gonna support the actress in it because she's getting a lot of Agreed. backlash for no reason. Um, Agreed. Agreed. And so I'm gonna support that. But yeah, I I think they should just stop remakes altogether. But nah, I and I completely agree. Can you imagine a Guillermo del Toro Lion King? Can you imagine how frightening Scar would be? Or uh, like a <laughs> a Quentin Tarantino toy story? Okay, th- that's what I was going to next. Why don't we just let um, Wes Anderson make um, um, Cinderella? Yeah, Big Hero 6. Like, let's, let's, just throw, let's just throw all of the Disney movies in a pile. Throw all the cool directors in a pile. Um, and just draw draw two out of a hat, and we'll get um, a Spike Lee directed Aladdin. <laughs> that is honestly genius. I would Dude, love it'd to be see that. So sick. And it's like that's because like obviously these some of these movies are like 1950s, but like our generation like grew up on the Lion Kings, like uh, yeah, Peter Pan even. Um, mm-hmm. but now as we've aged, maybe we haven't matured, um, but our viewing of film has changed and we do have certain directors that we gravitate towards. Um, how cool would that be to see the new age directors retell an old classic that that's, that's radical. Especially because I always talk about this when we read Romeo and Juliet, like, Part of the reason why Shakespeare is read is because the stories themselves are just awesome. Romeo and mm-hmm. Juliet is it just like the plot of the story. If you told me that that was not a Shakespeare play and that that was like the plot of a movie, like it is insane. People dying, people getting revenge, secret love. Like it's just an awesome story. I feel like these Disney 
movies are kind of the same way. Like Lion King as a, well, I guess it's Hamlet. So that doesn't count. Um, but like these, these stories that are being told are, they're good stories. They just, it would be cool to see them taken to a whole different place, a whole different level. Mm-hmm. And so that, that said, what, what did you like about this one that was unique apart from the classic? Um, so I, I guess two main things. One, the big one would be like this, just the context of the movie, like mm. where he decided to put it, like putting it in fascist Italy. Um, mm-hmm. Like that just adds a whole nother layer to it, to where it doesn't just become about a, a wooden boy coming to life. Like that definitely adds some more, I guess, meaning to it and just things for people to pull from. Um, so just throwing it in there, I, I thought was an interesting choice and I thought it worked well cause it added some things to it. Um, and then the other thing that I loved and this is was just blowing me away as I was watching it. The like afterlife death scenes fire, all of, fire. all of those where Pinocchio is going to meet. I don't know if she even has a name, but he goes to meet like that. She's like a deer mixed with a ox mixed with a Buffalo who even knows, um, those looked amazing and I thought that they offered a ton of like awesome commentary just about life in general and like decisions that people have to make and mortality. It was just, I wish the whole movie would have been full of those. Those were my favorite parts. I loved those. That kind of reminded me that whole like kind of like purgatory place um, like between life and death it reminded me of like Greek mythology, the underworld when um, your spirit would go down um, into the underworld and you would be greeted by the judges. I can remember two of the three names. Maybe you can get the third. We got, is it, we got Minos. Mm -hmm. Um, Aeacus. Is that another one? I think that's pretty close. Something like that. Obviously, I'm going to butcher some of the pronunciation. I know the last um, one. It's the okay, name. what's the last one? His name's Radamanthus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was a long name. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, they're like, they're judging. Like, the theory in Greek myth is like, they judge what you did. And then, like, depending on where, how your actions aligned, like, you would go to uh, the Elysian Fields, which was like heaven or like the underworld, like the H-E double hockey sticks. Um, But for Pinocchio, obviously, they're like, no, you don't die. You're not a real boy kind of thing. I thought that was cool. Did you see any connections with that? Um, It just, it did kind of seem like mythology. Like she, she seemed like a goddess. Um, So yeah, I, I, and not, not till you said that I didn't, I didn't put any of that together. But I just loved the like, yeah, mystical world, myth- mythological world, I guess we could call it too. Because um, I think that that, I don't know, in a kid's movie, I think that that's, that gets kids like, I don't know, gets their, gets their brains working a little bit like that. There could be this, uh, uh, I don't know, other world out there. Um, so I liked how, I guess, imaginative it, it was. Yeah, but then, so they hook you with that, maybe the young kids. 
But I was more like you were saying the context of like World War One. That's what kept me engaged the whole time, like that realism piece to it. Because obviously we know the fantastical story of Pinocchio, and it's great, and I'm a real boy kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but the World War like One, <laughs> I'm a real boy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the context of that was was absolutely great. Um, the scene where they're in like. They're in training and like they have like it's not paintball, but it is like paintball. Um, yeah. It's like capture the flag, but with paintball, like I thought that was the coolest scene, arguably the coolest scene in the whole movie. And it's it's rich. Like it doesn't feel like it's just made for kids, even though it is a kid's story. And this goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like if we're going to remake these stories, let's do it with some intent rather than just putting l- real faces to animated characters like let's add something to it that's authentic and that did it for me and i i like that you brought that up like um it's a kids movie but it's not because that was gonna be one of my questions like is this a is this a kids movie and i think that even asking that question is just shows how great the the movie is that you're looking at it and it's not like a just a regular Disney princess movie as much as those do for kids and like kids love those and can see themselves in them. It's like, I feel like this maybe challenges you uh, a little bit more, which is challenges kids a little bit more, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. It kind of goes through the whole psyche of a kid too, or young adult, like, because he has the little like fleeting moment of celebrity with the carnival. He leaves that. Right. And then so he then finds Geppetto and then he has to like save him and rescue him and go back to his family. So there is some like elements that will resonate with the kid, too. But then also the historical background with adults that will resonate. So it's a fine balance between the two. I don't think you can distinctly say this is a kid's movie or this is an adult movie. I think it's a it's a movie. Right, right. Um, can we talk about the whale scene? Because I thought that the whale scene was just super, just cool. I just liked the way it looked. I liked the way that things happened, the intensity, them climbing out the blowhole from the top of the lighthouse. Like I, I just that like sequence towards the end kind of kind of pulled me back in. Because at some points I was kind of like not really bored, but just not super engaged in that that scene. I was like, okay, this is awesome. Did so that actually happened in the original one? I don't know if it happens like that, but I know that Pinocchio gets he's in the belly of the whale. Yeah, yeah. So I asked Shelby that I was like, "Does this happen in the original?" And she said, "Yeah, something like that." So I'd have to revisit it, but super, super cool. Um, just like another world within the whale itself. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot when they were climbing out. And they were using Pinocchio's nose, elongated liar nose that he grew. I'm so stupid. I'm like, how is Pinocchio going to get out? They're not just going to leave him, right? But then, obviously, like, he breaks his nose and then he climbs on it. And that was cool. It was, it was so bizarre to see, like, a whole nother world within that creature. 
I I kind of had the same thought as well. I was like, it's gonna be hard for him to walk across this thing when that when it's his nose. Like, how's this gonna happen? And then it it happens so quick, he just chops it off, and it's like, oh, that was easy. I forgot he's not a real person. He's made out of wood. And so, the end. I, it, like I said, it's a been it's a little fuzzy. He becomes a real boy, but Correct. then he's not. But then like the the goddess creature was like no i'm going to let you live basically is that what happened no i no i think what happens is he he dies again cuz he dies a bunch mhm he dies again and she's like um i think she's like you're going to go back and then he's like i need to save he like wants to save his father so I think she makes a deal with him. She's like, yes, you can do that. We can bring him back to life. But that means that you are not going to be immortal anymore. Right. You're going to be a real boy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's how it happens. But like you said, it's, it's been a bit. But then she, but then he saves him. He saves Geppetto. Right. But he still lives afterwards. So he doesn't die. So I can't remember the ending now. Yeah. Cause I was remembering, I was like, I always kind of had like the cynical ending that I like. Like I, it would have been kind of cool for Pinocchio to die off in that moment and like Geppetto honor him in some way. Yeah. But like in Pinocchio's last word, this is kind of on the nose, but I just nose. wanted to be a real boy. And then he cries <laughs> and then he dies. And he's like, I hope I made you proud and then dies. That would have been cool. But wow. yeah, on the nose. Ha ha ha. Pun intended. That'd be that'd be dark for a kids movie, man. Yeah, so you know they weren't gonna do that. Um, you just said kids movie though, so we know it's not a, just a kids movie. Um, yes, it would have been interesting though. But yeah, they're not gonna end it that way. I did like how they ended it. Was your heart not just touched when um, Cricket he stored Cricket in his heart? I I did Wasn't, like that. That was nice. That was adorable. That was adorable. I loved that. But I'd I'd also like to say, I I I do not like Pinocchio. I found him extremely annoying. I wish he would have died. Um, he he really bothered me throughout this movie, and that may be messed up to say. I know he's a small child, but I was just like, Pinocchio, can we get it together here? You're messing everything up. Like, come on, guy, let's let's pick it up a bit. He's the star of the show. What do you? This is his. This is his story. Yeah, but he stinks. It doesn't mean I have to like him. He's fumbling around. He messes everything up. He's singing his stupid little songs in the circus. I just, yeah, I, I, I was not a fan of Pinocchio. Bizarre, I'll say. Um, that's bizarre. <laughs> I did, I did, I was very annoyed when he left for the carnival. I was like, Pinocchio, what are you doing? Yeah, and then he just go to he leaves his book. Yeah, he leaves his book on the ground. That's a precious item. Especially because he had just gotten a book. And his dad had just explained to him, hey, this is the book of my dead son. I would really like you to uh, take care of it and kind of carry on his legacy. And he says, you know what? I'd rather go get a funnel cake at the freaking circus that's <laughs> miles away. Jeez. And leave the book behind. Ridiculous. That's angsty teens, though, man, and tweens. I guess so. 
I guess so. No. I just expect more from a wooden boy, I guess. You would you would think, you would think. His his <laughs> voice kind of got got to me, if anything. <laughs> I think that that was a big part of it. That did not help. I did, I did not like the the voice at all. It 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 grinded my gears. So, is there anything you want to say to Gregory Mann who voiced Pinocchio? I would say, um, why don't we have Morgan Freeman voice Pinocchio? Why don't we get <laughs> just the deepest voice we can to be the voice of a child, uh, a child. We can't because you're teaching right now. You're on salary. Oh my you're on god! Contract. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you got that crisp, deep voice. I'm looking at pictures of this kid though, and he's wearing some dunks in this photo. Um, Is he? Yeah, he's got more money than both of us. I can guarantee that. He does, um, but he also looks like he's not changing his voice at all. Okay, he looks movie. He looks like he sounds. Oh, and he's oh, I thought these were Team Jordans. He's wearing um, he's got fours on. They're not bread fours, um, but they are black and red. But they're not the original bread fours. But he he's got game. He's got heat on feet. Yeah, I probably I probably shouldn't rag on a child, but I I I don't I don't know. He definitely looks like he's Pinocchio. Yeah, he he seems like a cool kid. He, I, I'm seeing the red carpet picture right now. He's got the the Jordans on. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's a great kid, but I, I I would like for him to hit puberty, and then I'll I'll like him a lot more. He's got the TikTok haircut. He's 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 heavily influenced by the culture. Once he becomes his own man, pun intended, yep. um, he'll be he'll be up there with the with the best of them. So I, I guess what we need is for him to grow up. The, the voice drops, um, and then we get the sequel to Pinocchio. And here's what I'm thinking. Why don't we do a uh, just combination of like all the best stop-motion movies of all time? So we get Pinocchio in there. We get Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, mm. He's a easy character. We get um, some of those uh, Christmas movies where Santa Claus is in stop-motion. Claymation. Shelby loves those, dude. I... Okay, yeah, Rudolph like the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. So no, why don't, don't we like just those. have, you know, forget these superhero universes. We need the universe of, of claymation and stop motion. Is this coming before or after the Tarantino Toy Story, though? What are we prioritizing? Oh, the Tarantino Toy Story is at the top of the list, my friend. <laughs> okay, okay. I just had to clarify. Top of the list. Can you imagine Buzz Lightyear as a Quentin Tarantino character? Just the and, and the, Zorg, yeah. But just Buzz Lightyear's um his shield, his astronaut helmet, just caked in blood and guts. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's it's not far fetched. Like we've seen the Winnie the Pooh thing. Have you seen that movie, The Horror Blood and Honey? I saw the trailer. I haven't even seen the trailer. I, I should probably watch it. Yeah, that would that would be uh well we we could do this. We could write the script for um yeah, like just super dark super dark toy story, super dark beauty and the beast. Dude, Beauty and the Beast Guillermo del Toro style, Quentin Tarantino style oh would gosh. be 
So cool. I and I have a serious question. So this movie is called Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Right. That's the title. Once, right. So once movies go like, you know, like the whole public domain thing. Yeah. I don't know how long it is, but like once a, an intellectual property has been um, out for X amount of years, it's a long time. Um, it goes to public domain and then people can do what they want with that IP intellectual property. And so that's where we get the blood and honey. I want this might be I might be just very dumb. I want is Pinocchio public domain or is it justified because the title is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? Is it a different thing? I think I think that's how Disney made all its money. They took Alice in Wonderland. They took Snow White. They took Pinocchio that all were already like written hundreds of years ago. And they just said, well, this is sweet. We don't have to pay for these. We'll just animate them and make them our own. So mm. I, I know that that's what they did with, um, I know Snow White for sure they did that with. Because that's like, I think that that's like a Brothers Grimm story that they just took and dude, just made bank on it. Um, so yeah, Disney just steals everything. So yeah, I wonder but if like, he had to, I wonder if he had to pay to get the rights to make this. But like, was the story that they took, was it called Snow White? That's a good question. Or like, did no they idea. change it and then like keep the same plot points and like take some liberties and like, can Guillermo del Toro do this because it is quote unquote Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and not quote unquote Pinocchio. Mm, that's a, that's a good point. Well, just, just looking up uh, Snow White, it's based on an 1812 German fairy tale by the brothers Grimm. It doesn't mm. say what it was called, but yeah, it's like based on that. So, and I, when was Snow White, Snow White made? When was that? 1937 released? it came out. Okay, well that's that's a long time between 1812 1937. But I remember I feel like I remember when we were in college Disney was like trying to buy the rights or like trying to claim the rights to these things that they consider theirs now, but it's like how can you say that that's theirs when it's public domain? I don't know. That's a mess. Mm -hmm. But that's why like when we do like um like Willy Wonka at the high school, like you have to buy right. Like the rights to perform the IP. Yeah. That's interesting. I was wondering that before I started this, cause I was like, is this called Pinocchio or no, it's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So I wonder if that was like a loophole. Maybe I'm just overthinking it or maybe I'm underthinking it. Maybe there's something that's obvious. <laughs> Maybe Guillermo del Toro is just like, I'm that dude, and I'm putting my name in the title of this movie. He can do that. He can absolutely do that. Can you imagine Pete Ray and Mitchell Maine's lazy days? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I've started Ray, that script. Pete Ray and Mitchell Maine present lazy days. That's the entire title. I'm going to put it in chat GPT, and then we'll just take that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Well, right. uh, what else we got to say about our our old guy Pinocchio? 
Uh, you know, I'm kind of with you. He makes me mad, but he's got a lot of heart. I like him. Um, good movie, good story, great adaptation. This is a Disney adaptation done right. I gave it a 91. Whoa. I did not think it'd be that high. Wow. Wow. A 90 or a 91? One of the two. Wow. That's a good, that's a, that's a top notch score. It is. It is. Um, I gave it an 83. I, I think for me, it's like, I, I care more about how it was made. Like I watched a ton of behind the scenes of like all the work that went into it. Um, and like that made me appreciate it more, but I don't think that I should have to do that to like appreciate the movie. Like I don't, I don't think it stands alone as, as well as it could. as just like a, a movie in general. Um, but yeah, it, it looked, it did look amazing. I loved the death scenes. The lighting was absolutely ridiculous for a stop motion movie. And like I said, all the work that went into it is ridiculous. So in 83 for me, if Pinocchio wasn't <laughs> the worst, we, we'd, we'd have bumped it up a little bit more. I was going to say he's, he acts like a freshman in high school. And so he lost some points for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's a fair score. The, the critics give it a 97 and the audience, right. according to Rotten Tomatoes is a 90. So, and I think that it deserved its award for like best animated picture. I think that's what it won. Like, cause I think that those awards should honor like all the work that went into it and, the work that went into it and the way that it looked was amazing. I agree. I agree. We might have to do a bonus episode where we do Puss in Boots at some point. Um, yes. Maybe that will be a lighthearted, like, surprise summer episode at some point. But I don't want to do yeah. that as a focal episode for a week. But the reason I say that is because I thought Pino- or Puss in Boots was going to win Best Animated yeah. Feature. But it didn't. So, Well, I'm done with animation. Um I gave you some options for what we're watching next week. You 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 said you decided, but you did not tell me what it is. So do you want to like give me a visual cue to let the people know what we're watching? That's exactly what I knew you were going to do. Um, I know you <laughs> oh so well. Um, X-Ray is part of the Illuminati. Psych! <laughs> We're watching Triangle of Sadness next week. He put he threw up the triangle like uh, young LeBron James slash Hove would do. Um, we're watching Triangle of Sadness. This was also put up for um, best feature, best film. Um, it's on Hulu. Um, you've seen it. I started it. I got like 20 minutes in. Um, all I've really seen is just a lot of shirtless dudes at this point. Um, and so we'll, we'll go from there. Um, anything you want to say about it before to tease our next week? There's a scene in this movie that I can't believe I'm going to have to watch again. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'm I'll gonna, say. I'm going to guess what it is. Um, and then we'll Dude, let the you're people not going to have to guess at all. You're not going to have to guess at all. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I might just watch it right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, do you have anything else for the people? That's all I got. That's all I got. Pinocchio. All right. Go through. I had fun with this one. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's no Bloodsport. It's no Akiru. It's it's Pinocchio. It's Pinocchio. And that's all it needs to be. Yes. Until next time, watch Triangle of Sadness. Do your homework. And peace out. Peace out.